Welcome to the Birthing in New Earth podcast, awakening the divine feminine in birth, business, and spirituality. My name is Samantha, and in this podcast, I'll be having conversations with movers and shakers from around the world on a range of topics. I truly believe that when we tap into the areas around birth and business and spirituality, there is true potential for change in the world. The time is now to create the future of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Birthing in New World podcast. This is Samantha and in this week's episode we have the amazing Claudia Spar. I just loved this conversation and I love her. She's so inspiring and yeah, she shares her story and how she founded Holy Mama Retreat, which is a mother and child retreat center in Ibiza. She talks about how, as a mother, she wanted to create a space where she can connect with other women. She felt this missing in her life. So she created this retreat center, which has now been running for over almost eight to nine years, I believe. And it's just helping women around the world. She says, uh, when women come together in a safe and nurturing space, magic can happen and there's deep healing and heart opening. And once this sacred space is honored between us and within us, a profound shift changes. And we talk a lot about the role of women in the conscious evolution of what is happening on our planet right now. And the world needs more women who can show up with courage, fierce grace and clarity. We dive into feminine leadership and what that looks like and what we're really being called to step up to in this time on our planet and how that looks different for everyone. And we go into what I feel is so important is the return to the Mother Earth. We talk about how, you know, many people are talking about ascension, but ascension is really coming back into our bodies and connecting deeply to the earth and in becoming embodied within ourselves. And there's just so, so, so much more that we dive into. It was such a beautiful conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. And we have some amazing things coming up. Our next Birthing in New Earth Gathering is happening next month on March, March 21st to the 27th. Um, the theme for this one is Return to the Village. This is going to be such a powerful, potent gathering. This will be our fourth one. So for more details, check below. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, do that. There's going to be lots of offers and special offers for the gathering coming up. So check it out. And I look forward to share more with you. Enjoy this episode and sending so much love. All right. I am so excited to have Claudia Spar with us today. She is so amazing. You're so amazing. You're such an inspiration. I love talking to you. You have done so much amazing things in the world, birthed in three children, books, retreat centers, and a leadership training. It's just amazing what you've done. And I'm so excited to be sharing this space with you today. Oh, thank you. That's a lovely intro. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear, because I know you've done many different things in your life, and I would just love to hear how your journey began and, you know, what led you to do the work that you do, create Holy Mama, you know, start to work with um, feminine leadership training. I would just love to hear your story and your journey. Well, um, I mean, if I just loop back quickly to, I, I was brought up in the north of England with Swiss by Swiss parents. So I always had this 
this two worlds that I lived in. I was always straddling two worlds. And you could say, you know, a lot of us are straddling two worlds right now, the old world, the new world, uh, mm. you know, this multicultural, diverse world that we're moving into. So I always knew, even as a child, that there are many different answers. It's not just one way. There isn't just one culture and one one way to do things. And I ate very different food at home than my friends. So when my friends came around for, for you know, dinner after school and I ate my mum's weird foreign food, I, I kind of viscerally felt as a very small child that I was I was different. And, different. Yeah, and, and had to, it's not always easy being different. There was a lot of bullying that happened mm. and then moving country at 15. So, and then... Uh, and then like, I'll do the leap now to, to Holy Mama. I started Holy Mama in uh, 2013 when I was pregnant with my daughter, feeling very, I already had two young children and I felt very isolated in uh, the south of Spain, far away from my family. And we'd come here because the father of my kids has family here. So for him, it was like his village, but it wasn't mm. mine. And it was mm. very different culture. So I really started Holy Mama out of a personal need to have that nurturing community of like-minded women, um, my sort of tribe, if you want to call it that. The other thing that happened, so I had a, a whole period where I was in corporate. So talk about straddling two worlds. I've even put on my jacket from my TV days. So I spent a good decade working in the media in a very male-dominated uh, environment. The, I was in a newsroom um, for a long, most of the time I started off in radio and then I went to television. And these newsrooms, I remember the, so I started off in Switzerland and then I, I was um, posted to London as the, as the foreign correspondent for Swiss National TV, which was a massive job for a, a woman in her early 30s. And it was very exciting. It was you know, interviewing all sorts of people from all walks of life. The cut, you know, the, the the breaking news stories when Roger Federer won his first Wimbledon, and mm. it was great. And and there were cultural, lots of cultural events where I did features that were more, uh, much more creative because you could put music under them. But most of the time, it was hard news. And what the men in the newsroom used to say was you had to be cool on fire. It was a very macho environment. Mm. And I've always been quite a feminine woman and that I've never, you know, I've never really been able to play that game of, of, um, I, you know, I get on great with guys, but I get on really well with women. I've always had great girlfriends and been very supportive. And I've never been into that competition thing between women. It's just not, it's never made sense to me. And interestingly, mm. this is something that I cultivate now with all the, the, the retreats work and, and especially with the leader groups, because when pe women do my leadership training, especially when they do the retreat leader certification, they, they're a lot of them, they want to do retreats for moms and kids. And they're like, oh, but then we're going to all be doing the same thing. And, and, you know, will we be in competition with each other? And I'm like, no, actually the opposite. Yeah. Because there's just not enough of this. We're raising the visibility mm. of this. So that mm. how many millions, billions of women are there on the planet who could, you know, who could really do with this experience? Now, of course, it still costs something. So my vision is to have it 
just like normal for everyone in, you know, no matter what your 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 income is, so that it's subsidized by government. So it's part of your mm. maternity, you know, part of the healthcare mm. system. You know, that's yes. all possible. We just sometimes we have to hold the vision and we have to, and I think this is something that you are doing with your gatherings, we have to look for the solutions and do them so that we can mm. show it's a bit like getting the evidence and then we go, well, look, this it works. So let's roll this out on a on a bigger scale. So, so being in that in that in that very you could say corporate environment, I was also straddling two worlds. And now here we are, back to the jacket, wearing this, this TV jacket, sitting in a field of spring flowers in Ibiza. It is, you know, we can we can do that, and we can bring the best of both worlds. Yeah, and, you know, growing up, and you have a bicultural child. And I have, I have, of course, bicultural children. They're Latino, Swiss, British. They have British passports too. They, they get this too. These children of the new earth, and there are many mm. children now who are, who are just so much more understanding of the diversity that is our ecosystem. That is actually mm. nature in its abundance mm. is mm. just full of diversity. So I, I really um, am grateful for the way everything I've done so far and the hardships that I've had. So mm. when I left television, I I was I was booted out by patriarchal bullshit to just you know, not even say it mildly. I could. Be, it was just one of these um, situations where there was a political shift in management, and they wanted a guy. That they, they didn't believe that a woman, especially not a young woman, could do this job. And because they didn't have a reason to fire me, because I was doing my, I think I was doing my job really well. And a lot of other people thought that too, but not the new boss in charge. And he, because he had a favorite. So they, they, um, they, also, they replaced me and I went, uh, I fought with the union, the journalist union, to get a year's salary which was my ticket to freedom. And I've never, ever worked for anyone <laughs> ever since then. This is, you know, this is like, oh gosh, this is nearly 20 years ago now. So, mm. you know, the, the, that's the sort of in a nutshell, what brought me, it's like every time I hit a wall mm. or I have something bad happen to me and you're bad, a rejection, an abandonment, a betrayal, it mm. opens a doorway Door. yeah. to the next great thing yeah. because I, I use it as medicine to transform something uh, in me, but also it's like that's not my path. So let's just keep on my on the path yeah. that, that you know that I'm that I'm I think it allows you to create your own way. So anyone who's listening to this who is struggling with the the work they're doing or they're in an unhappy relationship just know that on the other side of that breaking down of everything there mm. there are so many gifts and mm. that you know that also makes you what your path unique and an inspiration for others mm. to also follow their own path yeah, oh, I just I love that story and all these um, little bits of your story and how you put that all together because it is so true that our journey is it you know those those hardships. It's like I 
I liken it to like the heartbreak, but when you break, heart breaks open, then there's newness that comes out, this expansion. And, and like you said, there's, you know, we come up against these walls, but then that's just a, an opportunity for us to change direction and open up into a new way and take those gifts and those lessons. And, and like you said, like all these different aspects of your life and all these different things that you you dove into over the years, they led you to to be able to do what you're doing today if you if you take that chance. And I think, you know, like I especially love when um, you talked about Holy Mama and it, you just started it because it was something you needed, you know, and it's, it could be something so simple like that, that, you know, oh, I wish I really had something like this in my life. And then you have that thought. And then what I, you know, feels respect about you so much is that you took the chance to do something about it. Like you, we were talking about this before we came on. It's like, we, we see the problems. Now what's the solutions and, you know, finding those solutions being that, that solution based mindset, instead of focusing on what we don't have or the problem. And I think that can really help us along the journey and where, wherever we're at, it's like, so I don't, I, I really need community around me. So let me create it <laughs> or finding, you know, women that are doing that. Um, I think that's, you know, super, super inspiring and super important for us, you know, especially in this time that we're in. Um, I think that we are, we are in a time when, when we are many women and we're, moving into this new direction and new ways of doing things. And it's taking those chances and, and trusting in that intuition. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the key. Yes. Intuition. And I think when, so when you do something new and a lot of people will tell you, no, it's not going to work and take away your confidence in yourself. So when mm. I here to start Holy Mama, even, I mean, I did have this background of having already, um, run a retreat center in in Goa with my with my ex um who's the father of my kids and he was actually the one who said it's not going to work in 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 Europe <laughs> because the salaries are too high the location that I was offered is too far from the sea it's just not going to work and then but because I was really trusting my intuition and I think your intuition it's these are whisperings they can mm. be you know, voices, it can be senses. It's a, it's a, it's something in your body and your body Feeling has much more wisdom yeah. anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and for me, it really was me being pregnant with my daughter, um, not realizing I was pregnant. And I actually went over to uh, Ibiza to see the location for a weekend. And I was at a party where I was, I was, I think I would, my period was about a week or two late, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. I wasn't like, seeking to get pregnant because you know I'd already had two little children and I was in my mid-40s I was 45 at the time when uh, this uh, it was February and I was 40 I'd just turned 45 so or at 45 and she was no 40 40 40 I was 44 so you know and, and of course one of the books I've written is about older motherhood so I I really believe that women a lot of it is our mindset and, 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 you know, staying as healthy for as long as possible. But I was, I was there not even too concerned whether I was pregnant or not, but I was at a party and a typical sort of Ibiza winter party where there was dancing and there was food and there was alcohol and there were, you know, drugs, I guess. But I wasn't, I was just like, Oh, I'll have a little sip of kava and drink lots of water. It was like I, my body was telling me that's what I, I needed to do. And then I went into the forest 
And I do believe the forest and nature, you know, we can commune with the spirits in the forest. We can, Mm. the ancestors are all around us. Nature has so many messages for us. If we just take it, you know, open up to it and and Mm. just listen. So there was this deafening whisper, you're pregnant and this time it's a girl. So I, re- and she, my, my daughter is just the, I mean, you know, any mother who has kids was oh my kids are the best thing that ever happened. And then, you know, love of, it's just an incredible experience. And for those women listening to this who don't have kids or who would love to have kids and haven't, you know, gone, had them yet or probably, or won't have them. Uh, it's another thing. I believe motherhood has many forms and you can love mm. you can love an animal just like you can love a child. You can, yeah. it's not, you know, like you get the badge because you have a physical baby. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. motherhood yeah. is very, you know. But for, for in this um, instance, my daughter was definitely the message carrier and the, the, the whole, I mean, there were so many mystical things, just even her conception happened on V-Day, which is One Billion Rising. And it was all about, you know, violent, going out to the streets, taking up public spaces to demonstrate, um, to take back our bodies, to take back our space in the world, to demonstrate mm. that there are still one in five women are, uh, are um abused in intimate relationships and the figures actually it's one in three in some countries and it's probably even higher the uh, yeah so that you know that just that sense in my body of of uh, then uh, you know having being pregnant with her and then it all kind of very easily fell into place I phoned my sister uh, and I said look I've been offered this house to do a retreat what do you think? And the name came to me immediately. Um, I just, the name was one of the first things that came to me. And interestingly, it is, um, an astrologer recently told me it's half Neptune, half moon. And I have a lot of water in my, in my, in my chart. Mm. It was anyway, just a little sidetrack there. So my, my sister then told a friend who told another friend and within the week, five women, uh, there, yeah, had booked nice. tickets to come to a beach, mm. all sort of expat young mothers living in Switzerland who could afford, you know, could afford to, it wasn't an expensive retreat, the first one, but that was how Holy Mama was born. So, you know, it came, if I'd have done a business plan, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm one of these, uh, I like pieces of paper that I just scroll my notes on and I do use Excel spreadsheets now I do I also um, have really good ones that I teach on my course but mainly I trust my gut um I'm a generous mm. human design so I do live my design in that I respond I'm constantly mm. responding to life and just by doing that things just flowed yeah. And one thing led to another because I was in alignment. I was following my heart, my purpose, mm. listening mm. to the messages from the forest or wherever they were coming from. I was feeling this need, this deep need inside me to do something that hasn't ha- wasn't out there. So, you know, you could reverse engineer it and say from a marketing point of view, I was filling a gap in the market that there is still a huge gap in the market. 
And I just, and then I just did it. You know, we can talk about things and, fill, mm. and ask people's opinions and people, a lot of people will say, oh, that's going to be complicated. And at the yeah. end of the day, you oh just gosh. have to dive in and do it, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. know well with what you're doing. You just have to do it. Yeah, that's I mean, just so much of what you were saying was resonated so much of my experience where, you know, you get the download or these signs come through. Like someone, I had a, a mentor at the time and she's like, I got this message for you. <laughs> like you're meant to do some kind of online thing and it's going to be around birth and, and then, and then you're going to do uh, summits. And I was like, no, no, that's not. But then I, the voice just kept getting louder and like, yeah, this is what you're meant to do. And then, and then the idea started dropping in and, you know, many people are like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of, you know, how can you do that? How can you have that vision and all these things? Yeah, there's a lot of things you come up with along the way, but when you really sink into it and sit with it, that you, and you hold this vision and you just keep taking the steps towards it, you know, and ha having that trust and faith in yourself and where you're being led and, you know, God or source or the universe, whatever you want to say that, this is this is happening and then the things do unfold when you're in that alignment like you say and when you're grounded and you're you know listening to your body and listening to the signs and the voices and the feelings like like you said coming back to the body i think that's so important because there's so many valuable messages that we we sometimes don't hear or listen to because we're in that fast-paced life or we're scared to tune in or whatever it might be yeah Yes, I, I think, you know, for, for people who are living in cities, going to offices, um, it's much harder, although you do have, I do remember living in London and doing this journalist job and just watching the moon and the clouds crossing the moon. You you always have windows to connect with. To connect, yeah. To connect with nature, to connect with your intuition, to connect. You know, some, some people are just very instinctive and, and some people you know, there's a lot of talk about, you'll just trust your intuition, which for some people will be, well, that's kind of a foreign language because that's not their superpower. That's not their, you know, in human design, mm. it's not their authority. It's, it's, everybody is a little bit different. Excuse me a second. <clears throat> so I think it's, it's important when you, when, when you're giving, um, given advice to, you know, oh, you just trust your intuition. And of course, for a lot of us, being in that, uh, you know, being in that kind of working environment, we are constantly being disconnected from it, yeah. just from the yeah. environment. I yeah. mean, there's even this this idea, which kind of makes sense to me, that when we're in that in the concrete buildings, in in you know, most buildings are made with steel rods in to to break, hold the cement mm. together. That that actually um, there's a disruption in the energy lines. That in our bodies, there's there's like a, a bit like when like some music can can cause anxiety mm. in the mind, mm. which is why going into nature and you know sit, most cities do have parks. I mean, trees are you know they're. I mean, I I had a friend when I was in London. She literally every day went to stand by the tree and hug the tree so that she yeah. could with her day. So yeah. there are lots of things we can do. I think grounding is important. You know, just lying on the on the grass, taking off your shoes, um, and this again is why I think and and I know that retreats are so uh, powerful mm. for people because it doesn't take a lot for you to reset your your nervous system and to reset mm. your, your energy 
Um, and I saw this a lot in Goa when people would come and some of them really from very stressful uh, city jobs, they'd come, they get on an airplane and that alone is, you know, nowadays travel is so stressful as a, even more stressful than it was before. And then you, you, they get, they get there, they take off their shoes, they walk in the sand, they get grounded, they watch a sunset and um, maybe they have a good night's sleep. They do a yoga practice and everything is, looks very different and they're able to completely align with themselves again. And, and, and this is why retreats can be life-changing because people will Mm. then sometimes go, actually, you know what? I can't, I can't do that work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or they go, Oh, I've had this amazing idea how I'm going to change the environment I'm working in. Because a lot of time, you know, we're talking about how do we find solutions? The solution isn't that everybody leaves corporate and goes and lives (sighs) in a yurt. I mean, you know, (laughs) who knows? It could be, it could be be the solution. Our systems need to be changed from the inside. So we need visionaries. We I know a lot of incredible uh, doctors who are also, uh, yo, you know, the yogis who are actually doing amazing work. There's a there's a gynecologist who's come on my retreats a few times. She's now sort of transforming the 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 national health system from the inside in terms of giving women. You know, there's a lot of that needs to be done. So you know, this is where the bridging comes in. We're we're bridging. I think it's important that we're giving more and more people glimpses of the solutions of how, you know, this new earth could look without alienating them with the language that they don't understand, you know, living in our sort of bubble of spiritual entrepreneurship, Mm. which for some people is going to be very foreign. So already we're excluding them by you know by by because they have they should be able to have access to that too yeah yeah you know instinct or their emotional clarity that they will get when they're in the right um environment and supported in a way Mm. that trust that at the end of the day it's about trusting but trusting Mm. your own inner wisdom and not some outside authority that is coercively because it is we have a coercive system that is coercively using this method of, um, you know, if you don't do this, you won't get that. It's very authoritarian, patriarchal, mm. and we've outgrown it. But it does mean mm. to take responsibility, um, a personal responsibility. And, you know, that's where we, I think education is really key and healing and therapy. And the more people actually are, are willing and able to look at their own healing and their own generational healing and what they're passing on how they're leaving the planet. I mean, this is a huge, massive collective theme. What are we, how are we honoring our mother, our mother, the, you know, earth. Then mm. when we, when we start to wake up to that responsibility, things will look very, very different. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much. Yes. To what you said that, you know, I think one of the things that came through when you were talking is, is really uh, for many of us we're like the bridge to the from the old way to the new way because you know like that just jumping from the old to the new without this kind of bridging um you know kind of 
gentle way in. And like you said, like using this different kind of language, like new earth or all these things can be very off-putting to some people. And it's not giving them the information and the space and the the chance to to open up to, to new ways. And so then I think a lot of us are like the bridge to this new way, helping people cross over. Um, but what else was I going to say? I forgot what was the last thing that you were saying. Your, your stewardship, your your program. I, I love that um, because it is a stewardship. It's a space holding. And it is. a. So when you look at the birthing process, just to use a, a, an example that's very visceral, you have the, the doula, the midwife, the space holders. And the best mm-hmm. space holder and birthing companion is someone who's very hands off, who trusts yeah. the birthing mother. Yeah who gives yeah. her everything she needs, all the support, who responds to her when she when she asks for it. But, you know, as Michelle Oden uh, describes, the knitting midwife who's just there in the corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. quietly <laughs> yeah. holding the space so that because it provides safety and what we need, I think what we're what we're thinking, mm. and this is what my work is all about in in the retreats for the for the for the mums and kids is creating that safe space it's yes. a sacred space as well it's a space yeah. that needs to be protected mm. and when we can do that people people themselves have all the answers you know this yeah. is the yeah. tearing yeah. thing just falls away and this is where mm. we take on responsibility so i think you're i mean i'm completely on the same page with you is that you know, it, it, things can happen in different ways in, in where we're going. Um, I, you know, we've had plenty of wars. I think I think we've had enough wars. We still have a lot of wars going on. We've had we have threat of wars constantly. We have an arms race going on that's just insane. Um, we know that that doesn't really lead anywhere. It's not it's not a it's it's again authoritarian. So we have to find ways to sort of gently bring in the new system and that I think is or the new we, we do need some kind of system obviously because mm. there are a lot of humans living on this planet there's a massive distribution problem there's huge poverty there's still there were con- you know developing countries that are indebted to the rich countries there's colonialism there's I mean there's all these things but we are actually finally addressing them and if you look at this last couple of years in this dark night of the soul collectively so, that we yeah and and for many of us also personally it has actually again like i said at the beginning it has a gift for us because things have come to the surface that needed to come to the surface yeah and if we can focus on those rather than focusing on the stuff that we can't change or that well, mm. it's just creating more separation and division let's focus on the things that where we can actually put our energy and and i believe mm. social activism um social justice uh start you know my my of course big mission is is women and children and and um there is still as long as we have that equality and this uh, level of abuse towards women and children we can't really fix anything else i think we we just have to start honoring mm. The feminine and bringing more of mm. feminine qualities into the world, and 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 also, I mean, there are many men who get it, uh, but I think yeah. our our environments are still far too um, wounded, masculine. I mean, if we have mm. the male as the protector of this safe space, as the 
as the the Shiva space holder type of energy, things would look very different as well. Mm. You know, I think we're we're getting there and this bridging stewarding and this and this space holding and this priestessing is all really needed Mm. in practical grounded ways as well as various you know each person has their own role and expression of this Mm. and I mean Mm. it's very spiritual and for some it's it's very um you know it could be mental tools for some it's you know everyone has to find within within their it's usually all the things you've done so far and and go you know some people go well I've done so many different things I, I yeah. don't I don't know who I am but there's <laughs> all the different things that are actually the that's part of you yeah, yeah. So that's what's that's what makes you unique mm. yeah oh my gosh so much in there again it's I think what you're saying again coming into that full responsibility for ourselves is really what's going to help change a lot when we you know as men and women when we take full responsibility and do that that inner work and then from there you know we start to take those um more conscious steps towards healing like when we when we heal ourselves and then that take that full responsibility then we're taking more conscious steps and then that gets filtered out into into the world and a lot of what you're saying you've got the is like i think and what you um, talk about a lot is feminine leadership, like bringing these feminine qualities into into the world, like through through leadership, through women um, stepping up into you know into their power, and and really you know again taking that responsibility. Because I know for myself, I played the victim for such a long time, like a victim to to my ex-husband, victim to what happened to me as a child, victim to the patriarch. And then when I started to stand up more into myself and into my power, then, you know, this is when we can start to to be the way showers, the leaders that are coming into, into the world at the moment in this very important time. And I think this is what's so beautiful about what you do in your leadership training and then, you know, ha- you know holding retreats for mothers, because I think mothers are a huge part of the change that we'll see in the world when we start to, you know, step up for 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 ourselves and for our children. Mm-hmm, absolutely, absolutely. Because when you when you have you know when you have that uh, mothering, you you see it's like you you you're more what you could call right brain holistic. You see the bigger picture. You 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 really care about the future in a way that you know maybe as a as a young teenager or as a young adult you're you're not so aware of how all the pieces fit together and you know like you mentioned feminine leadership i think for a lot of women we haven't been modeled the type of leadership that felt good to us because a lot mm. of us have been in these you know, very um yeah, they're coercive systems, and and you know some of us it comes from our family of origin, but from many of us schools and and work. Um, so for me as well, I was at, when I was in journalism, the the sort of logical progression you do after foreign correspondent is you you become an editor or you go you know there there was a hierarchy within in the in the newsroom that was so unappealing to me it was like the foreign correspondent was the best that was like the top for me there was nothing more interesting after that because I, I just wasn't the kind of leadership that made sense to me 
I didn't, mm. you know, I didn't have, I had maybe one inspiring boss in the whole time. So I think for feminine leadership, what does it mean? Um, I think men can also be, you know, have more mm. feminine in their leadership. Yeah. But I, I do think it has to do with, and we're just beginning to explore this. Yeah. But it does have to do with finding other ways to get answers. It has a lot to do with cooperation. It has a lot to mm. do with trusting. It has a lot to do with trusting. So, you know, some I know some companies are progressive and they have team meetings where everybody gets, a, everybody has a seat at the table. Yeah. Everybody, you know, a bit like the talking stick, everybody has an opportunity to contribute because sometimes the most quiet members of a team have the most, yeah. yes, yeah. they've been observing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Have, they have exactly the right, they know exactly what is needed and they're often the ones because we have this leadership model of the loudest the the strongest is the best type but you know I'm obviously making it very polarized here but then those those the shy you know I, I have a big passion for the shy leaders because I think I was also you know like you it took me it took me a while to to step into leadership and I began running these retreats, not even aware of my own leadership. And I, I was saying to myself, my mental um, sort of story, my narrative was, oh, I, I do, I'm not very good at managing teams because I didn't want to manage teams in that way I thought managing teams looked yeah. cool to me. But when I started to discover more about using circle and using more of these I guess uh, uh, earth-based, also indigenous and um, yeah, earth-based, feminine. I mean, just these these ritual, more ritual-like ways of having a conversation, and it was like it was a game changer. And now we mm. have meetings every every, um, especially with the childcare team, because there's so much that goes on with the children. And I know a lot of uh, kin, you know, preschools. They have circle time. It's 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 uh, you know the it has been incorporated into into many uh, schools, which is great because children love that. Children like to sit mm. in circle, mm. and I think sitting in circle. I mean, positioning is everything. So having so, you have two parties sitting opposite each other. It, it's yeah, yeah, it's like one against like who's louder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there are many very simple adjustments. You know, it's not this. This mm. is radical. Uh, we start step by step, and I think that is going back to this easy, easy transition of of going from you know this very broken world, really. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of amazing things going on in the world and our technology, I mean, space technology blows my mind. 3D printers blow my mind. There's there's things that yeah. like the technology is faster than humanity catching up. Mm. What we actually need is we need to heal. We need to heal yeah. ourselves. And then we can put that technology to use because otherwise it starts getting dangerous. It's a bit like a, yeah. a playing with a loaded gun. You know, that, yeah. that sometimes feel like that feels like and I think that metaphor is is a bit you know you could probably make a cartoon that's the humanity is is like a a little child we need to bloody well grow up <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my gosh 
Yeah, I think the there's one quote I ha I have from you that, about leaders, and it says, "Great leaders co-create with life challenges and nurture other leaders to have power with each other, so everyone can rise together." And I think that's again is that that's the feminine approach, you know, sitting in circle that everyone has a say. You know, if we go, you know, the next gathering I'm doing is about coming back to the village, and if you think about a village, everyone has a role to play, even if you're the chief of the village. You're you're not any higher than that. Everyone has their own role and skill set to play, and so if we can really honor that instead of going back into that, you know, instead of the hierarchical way that I know best because I'm at the top, you know. And like you said, sitting in that circle, this is this more collective, collaborative way of, of um, yeah, moving forward. And you know, there's no, um, you know, it's like circular leadership. I've heard that word quite a lot, and I think this really. Is what make is making sense, yeah. Exactly, it's it's power from the center rather than a top down power. So the power is sort of with the people, and and the main role. I mean, you mentioned the chief, so a bit like the the you know the monarch or the the, the queen or the king, because we've been model, you know, because we have this hundreds and hundreds, well, thousands of years of of extreme um, slavery, really. Um, you know, with people on uh, be, so people serving the king, when actually the chief or the king or the queen it should be serving the people. Serves yeah. people exactly. Yeah. The main role of the space holder and circle is to make sure that everybody who wants to speak is given that space, and to space. it's a deepening into extreme um, listening and extreme compassion and extreme it's a softening it's a soft mm. more than it's not you know it's not yeah, being yeah, yeah. and delegating it's softening and making sure that everybody is held so it's a responsibility but like yeah. you said it's not better than the person who has not ever spoken up before and suddenly has the idea that's going to change it for the whole village yeah or the person yeah. who's so sensitive because they are attuned to the needs of the others that managed to to speak up for somebody who is not able to speak for example so you know those you can see those are examples of really important for the village really important maybe somebody's found some food somewhere that that is really a new you know a new nutrient I, i'm just using examples of bringing it back yeah, to yeah, yeah. the village yeah so you could take that metaphor for where we're now um in society and why it's important and i think you know a good leader understands that and and i think this is very interesting now when we're talking about the power of the people and if you look back at history the the revolutions that have toppled governments and if you look at what's going on in myanmar now and many countries where the people are rising because they are just so fed up of mm. dictatorship and in different countries every country is going through a dark you know their own dark night of the soul you could say um and the power is with the people and some big companies um i i know companies that are more progressive because not all corporates are equal have un understand that and understand that the consumer is the most important mm. person in the whole food chain because if the consumer if something you know if there's something that isn't right with the product or that you know it's suddenly found out there's there's actually 
children making garments. Nobody's going to, nobody really wants that. Yeah. So power is always with the people. Um, but we have to also understand that we have that power and that we can also, we can't abuse that power just as mm. much as the, the, the rulers have, a, have been abusing it. it it's, it's a it's a subtle but really important shift mm. in mindset mm. and mm. in the way we do things. Yes, so true. And I, I love um it just so resonated with me and what I've been thinking is that softening into our leadership and that that um really coming into that again as a leader, we're coming back to that space holding. We're holding space for people, you know, it's not I think it's very egoic thinking that I believe I'm the leader, you know, I'm the one that knows, but now it's about softening from that and being like, I've been, I've been gifted with a, an idea or, you know, certain leadership skills, but ultimately I'm here to hold space for the whole village or for the whole team or, for, you know, and then really being, and again, that, that nurturing aspect, you know, that comes back to the mother, you know, the mother, you know, we hope we nurture, we just want to, you know, the way I like vision in my meditation. And when I think about, you know, what I'm doing, it's like, I just want to hold everyone and squeeze them and <laughs> make sure they're okay. <laughs> you know, and that nurturing aspect, what comes to a leader and that compassion, you know, and then kind of just stepping out of our own way and just letting that be the channel, the channel for what is coming. And then that's, I think, where we start to you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you can start to imbue those those qualities in your in your leadership skills or whatever you're doing. Yes. Yes, I I, I agree. And I think a lot of what is getting in the way is this idea of, you know, it's like a pie. There are only a certain amount of pieces for each person. So if you're if somebody is, you know, in competition with you as a leader, or especially, mm. I mean, if if you're sharing, I mean, this I'll give you an example of when I set up the certification, and someone said to me, "But why would you want to do that? Yeah. They'll all be copying, you know, they'll they'll be doing what yeah. you're doing, you'll lose clients." And it's like, no, that's a real scarcity mindset. It's actually quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the more we do this, the more it it's raises mm. the awareness that this exists. Yeah. There's only so much you can do as a as a one person. And you know, the, if you look at nature and the universe, there's there, you know, this we sometimes hear this, oh, the universe is abundant. What does it actually mean? Well, I mean, look at the field behind me. How many different grasses and plant yeah. flowers are there? And then the trees and the ecosystem is abundant. So there is enough for everyone. It's not like a piece of pie where, you, you know, you're just left with the crumbs. And the more, and this is this, you know, a good a, a leader nurtures others to be leaders because we mm. are all leaders. We're leaders of our lives. We're, and that gives us the responsibility. And you know, not everybody wants to necessarily go first. Um, yeah. You know, not everyone's an innovator. But I think we, you know, it's like we we can't possibly. Sometimes it's hard to imagine how incredibly easy and beautiful life could be if we mm. could get out of this, you know, looking over our shoulder. Um, and and with women, of course, I mean, all of this again, we can we could blame the patriarchal system. Patriarchy, on, yeah. Just this comp competition. Competition. And it, 
It mm. is keeping people in competition with each other creates fear, which is the opposite yeah. of safety. Exactly. You're yeah. in fear that, and, and, and interestingly enough, for those at the top, it's not any easier because they were even more more fearful. Yeah. Because, you know, having yeah. a position of power like that, it's so, um, I mean, we know the corporate higher on a fire mentality. It's so, um, it's, it's, not, it's not a comfortable position to be in. It's very mm-hmm. scary. So, you know, I, I, I do think that a lot of this is us just letting go of, the conditioning or mm, the can, things we thought were true and opening up to, well, maybe there is another way. Maybe it doesn't have to be like this and mm. finding environments. And this again is where I think retreats or, or, you know, gatherings like what you're doing can be really beneficial because people get to feel that then they get to experience it. And until mm. the experience it's just words on a page that that you know might be inspiring, but they're not felt and experienced. So I believe the more that we can we can give people these experiences, the mm. more that there is going to be this shift happening to to a a world that is much more gentle, inclusive, less less um, fearful. Mm. Yes, yes, it's it. Because it is, you know, like, again, that holding these spaces, show it. And you, like you said, leaders are, you know, the, if you're necessarily like the ones that just kind of pave the way and they're way showers, you know, that just, I feel like that's what you, you know, we're saying, we're just kind of showing a different way because whatever we've been gifted with an idea or a vision, and that was like our, what we're meant to be giving to the world and, you know, that's why creating these spaces for others to step up into their leadership roles and whatever that is, you know, because like everyone has their unique codes or gifts or frequency or whatever they're meant to be sharing in this time. And it's going to look different. It could, you know, I, I say this a lot, like the time, you know, this, this um, pivotal time we are in, everyone has a different role. It could be just being the best mother that you can possibly be. It could be tending to a garden. It could be you know, leading a CEO company, or it could be running retreats, like everyone has their unique gifts. And, you know, and and then, you know, for some, there is just their role was just to kind of pave the way first. Um, And again, there's no hierarchy in that, we're just showing a different way for others to, to, um, again, feel that safety to be able to make those changes. And I think, you know, when you talked about, you know, a lot of those CEOs that are the that are holding on to this control and to the power. If you really look at it, it's, you know, very much like narcissism with these, you mm. know, wounded little boys, you know, that that are just like so, so sad on the inside and they're just trying to hold on to their power, but they don't, you know, it's like this softening um, if they're able to. Yes. Yes. I mean, the world needs mothering really. And, and yeah. a lot of, a lot of, um, People need mothering, uh, but I mean, you know, if you're using the, I mean, you use this this analogy of the of the narcissist who we know um, is really a wounded a wounded child and hasn't been able to heal that, and 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 usually is passed down from generation to generation. 
Mm. And you know, there's the shadow that there's like everything. There's a shadow aspect. So often a, a narcissist has a deep mother wound, but the mother has the wound because she's, you know, she was abused by her, whatever, it, whatever, you know, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. blame here. And it, it's, it's just a cycle of repetitive uh, damage and deep hurt um, that, that is, needs to be identified first and Mm. then as we know you can never you can never um really tell a narcissist to get therapy because they don't that they have the problem a bit like the system you know like we call it democracy i mean some countries are more democratic than others but criticism you know it's it's very hard to 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 point something out to someone if they don't want to see it if they don't want to see it so again, this takes, it's radical personal responsibility and mm. being able to go to places that are painful, can yeah. be painful. And of course, not every, and someone, if, you, if you're carrying deep wounds, that um, the last place you want to go is, is, is into them. But it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to, there's so many, we have so many great tools now like you know everything from from breath work to i mean usually they have to do with women we we had a lot of talking mm. in the in the 80s and, and 90s and talking therapy yeah. is yeah, great somatic yeah isn't it but but then mm. the point where you it's like a mystical space you have to go into yeah. Uh, yeah. to heal and and it, a lot of it has to do with 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 body work. It can you know massage massages can make people very um, tearful and and you know I've seen sort of I've seen really extreme things happen when um, when people get connect with their bodies because that's where a lot of the cellular memory mm. a lot of the pain sits. So releasing yeah. that yes it can be it can be. And this again is where the space holding comes in, because if you're alone with that, and I know a lot of people, it's very fashionable now to do microdosing and and using all sorts of, you know, and I think there's definitely a place for that. But I think it needs to be, if you look at um, indigenous cultures, they have generations and generations of using it, that kind of medicine in a way that that they know, um, you know, they, they have rituals mm, around it. So holding the space yeah. is super important when someone is going through a process like that. And I think these processes can are very important and they can be done in a way that aren't scary. And I think a lot of people are just scared of going into the pain when actually the pain is the release. The pain is yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, just go there and then on the other side, it's like, wow. Yes. Yeah. So there's yeah. A, I mean, there's a medicine there and there's a sweet spot in every um, you know, in a, every every point of pain there is a there is a release and a sweet spot where you will find the answers and you know I, I yeah we we are in a global health um mental health crisis we're in a climate crisis and you know I, I mean there are all sorts of horror scenarios of, of of the things that could happen so I think it's really important we 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 create safety for each other and by creating mm. for each other, mm-hmm. humans are amazing. I mean, if you think about yeah. all the, the the things that people go through, the famines, and maybe this is another thing here. If you look at it historically, because we've been through so much trauma, I mean, all of us have trauma. 
Uh, there's nobody on this planet that doesn't have trauma in some form or other. And some of it is inherited trauma. And some of, you know, some of uh, most, most of it, I mean, yeah, everyone has had some form of trauma in their lives. Uh, it can be something like as very as simple as a child being bullied at school. And because of that, but because of especially this trauma of torture and famine and mm. plague and wars, there's this disassociation from the body. And then mm. the organized religions have promised this afterlife experience where yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be okay as long as we're pious enough in this life and we're martyrs. Mm. And, and it's this, this false promise of paradise is on the other side when actually paradise yeah, yeah, yeah. is mean, like here now inside in the body. <laughs> I mean, the, the planet we've been gifted to to have this human experience is just remarkable. It's just exquisite. And, and our bodies are exquisite. So, you know, there's this massive need to come back to the senses, to come mm. back to our bodies. Ascension is going to happen all by itself. <laughs> we don't have to force it. Yeah. You know, it's not about going up there. It's about coming down here. Yeah. I'm yeah. so happy you said that because I've, I've talked to quite a few women about that because it's, it's, I think a lot of religions, even like spiritual practices, it's, it's been about transcendence, like arising above, just detaching from our earthly senses, detaching from the body. But actually that's, that's the opposite. <laughs> like ascension is actually descension or coming back into the body and being present fully and connecting to the earth and, yes. you know, and being fully embodied and being fully human, you know, being fully human and fully divine. Is both we, we're not just one or the other we're both so we can't just skip to wanting to be the divine because the heaven on earth is being in the body absolutely and, and i think it's mm -hmm. through the body that we find our divinity and, and that's why we have this human experience we 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 need to and this again goes to taking the responsibility to be really on the earth, honoring the earth, seeing how sacred this 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 life is, this planet is, uh, the the ocean, you know, the 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 forests, all these this incredible place we 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 you know we have, um, and to tend to it and to 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 restore it, to nurture it, like like a mother to to. Mm. To be able to, you know, it's it's like a it's in um the the lineage that I've been studying from South America of the Quechua, the Queros, they talk about Aimia, which is reciprocity. So it's this balance, it's this giving and receiving. So they're they're constantly in communion with their surroundings, with the with the weather, mm. with, the, with the plants. Mm. You know, you can you can speak to to you know everything has an energy that can communicate with you, and it's an attunement of of being in much more in balance. And I think our our focus, and this is very left brained, has been to disentangle every. You know, it's great. Left brained um, science is great for finding solutions and taking things apart. But then we need to put them back together. And if we're just focusing on the individual parts, we miss the big picture. We miss the harmony and the balance. And it means we're 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 out of balance rather than rather than being mm. 
in this natural flow of life and giving back and restoring rather than extracting and fracking and you know all yeah. these things yeah. and colonialism and raping and pillaging and it's yeah it's just not sustainable really is it mm. and then you know like like why did all these things happen and it is really that disconnection from ourselves and our divinity and from the body and and then this is why all this stuff has happened and you know it's like okay how, how do we start to undo that and it really is coming back into that that inner connection with ourselves taking full responsibility you know dropping into our bodies being embodied connecting to the earth and this is how we begin the healing process like healing ourselves and then healing you know then that you know vibration goes out and then healing the earth and collective and you know slowly we'll start to see these changes Absolutely. And if we look at children, you know, small children, they just do this naturally. I mean, if you look, mm. at, you know, where the little toddlers who want to put everything in their mouths and they're like looking at something and it's like, wow, you know, they're seeing it for the first time. We need to return to that innocence. Mm. You know, it's like we it's the it's the key is there's there's a there's a beauty in the innocence of going mm. out. Wow. And, and just appreciating the small things, you know, enjoying your morning coffee, <laughs> if you drink morning coffee or your chai or your herbal tea, and just taking a moment to breathe and, and mm. you know, it doesn't take it doesn't take a radical shift, but it's these yeah. small moments. And it you know self care I think especially for for mothers and for for women and for mm. who's looking after others you know we 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 need to be able to prioritize that you can't really look after maybe this is also part of the problem on the planet that we're not able to nurture the planet because we're just running, running, running so fast, trying to, yeah. you know, do all the things that need need doing in the day and and putting, you know, trying to fix things, mend things that actually need to be rethought, rebuilt. Mm, mm. So there's there's a, just a lot of stress around what and and yeah. you know you could say there has been a slowing down although we're speeding up again but we do need to slow down a slowing mm. down you know and I'm, this is from someone who is uh, you know I'm a super energetic person and and I'm now at a stage in my life when slowing down is good for me to I don't have to and sometimes less is more actually because yeah. when we that and you mentioned presence before so when we're embodied there's a presence that that is enabled that isn't there when we're trying to do 50 things at the same time and, mm. and children need presence they don't need us you know in terms of you know, the mother what what can you actually you know I, I know it's very hard for with the homeschooling I've just been homeschooling last week and trying to work and cooking and cleaning and doing all these things that there it's not you know there's so many expectations and modern mothers so many it's like impossible and this is why we need we delete the village but being able to take some of that burden off and just go you know what I am going to now be fully present for these 10 minutes 
when my child tells me something and not be distracted by my phone or, you know, there, there are certain things we can do at the same time, like stir a soup or I don't know, I'm just using an example. Yeah. But I think presence, we can, we can do so much more when we're present and we can do mm. more time. And now with the internet, um, which is an amazing tool, we can actually, a lot of people are able to, um, to not have that slave contract of exchanging time for money. Mm. Mm. Having a, you know, idea that is serving other people and then finding a way to put it out there so that, that you don't have to work 10 hours a day anymore and you can spend more quality time. And what we're seeing with this homeworking and less commuting is there is a shift. There's a, there's a shift in corporate as well. There'll be, there will be more free time, I think in, in the next years for people, there'll be less of the work done in the, you know, computers, AI is taking mm. up over a lot mm. done by humans. Mm. So we're shifting, we're shifting our focus from, from being this, you know, the industrial revolution created mm. of good things, but we are still sort of integrating all that and, and yeah. sort of, we're moving into this technological information age. We're already in it and we need to find what, how would we use it now? Mm. Yeah, and I, I feel like what you're saying about time. So when we're always like in constant doing or that overwhelm, you know, it has a lot to do with, I think, our nervous system. I mean, at least, you know, that nervous system being in that sympathetic. But when we start to slow down, like you said, and being in the, the parasympathetic, being in more presence, we find that time just shifts. We have more time to do more, <laughs> you know, as you were saying. And and I think, you know, as you're saying with this shift that we're going through, you know, a lot of people I'm talking to, it's, is we are moving into the age of the entrepreneur, like more people will be working for themselves, more people are going to be working from home, more, you know, more ideas, like we're needing that creativity, these more ideas as we shift into this new, new era, then it, it will be less, um, yeah, so it's exciting, it's exciting, and this is what I think is really great great yeah. about what you're doing and what we're doing is that we're, you know, like this is, this is a movement, you know, starting to, you know, and to help people to, you know, again, connect back within themselves so they can feel that confidence in themselves to kind of follow their passion or follow that little intuitive nudge to something else, you know, Oh, I, I need a group of mother. I want to, I want to find a group of mothers that can, I can so, uh, support with. I'm going to agree create this, you know, so maybe there's, you know, slowing down those intuitive nudges and creating that space so we can be moving into this new era together. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's, you know, there's, it need, it takes a, a level of, of trust. And also, you know, that it's like, even now we've seen people, humans want to have answers to everything. And sometimes, and this again is the feminine, there isn't a clear answer. It is in the yeah. And it is in the sort of in the sort of the fog of the future of how things don't have to have clear definition for you to be able to trust that it's going. You know, you go step by step. So I think for a lot of people, they're very scared of what's coming or how is it going to look or how can I make money from doing mm. something that's not sort of the classical, you know, Nine to five, what I did yeah. or yeah. what I trained to be or what everyone else is doing. And 
you know, this, this again, it, it, I think a lot of it does happen when we are connected with our bodies and when we can be mm. in a way that allows us to trust in that mystical uh, not knowing. It's, it's, it's like the, the yeah. act not knowing, and, and I love Joseph Campbell, he talks about this, um, he wrote, you know, many books, and he, he the, hero, the Hero's Journey, of course, is one of the famous mm. ones, and he's got a brilliant book on goddesses and feminine archetypes that um, that I've been studying for about a year, um, and I'm actually, I'll probably include some of this in, in the gathering, because it's, I'm, I'm um, into everything I do, and, and he does talk about the great mystery, and that the feminine mystery um, has been denigrated because of this wanting the need to want to know. No, it's mm. masculine, and you know science is amazing. Um, but science, if you look at science at its core, and quantum physics and astrophysics, there is this wanting to explore the unknown, but accepting that there is an unknown and there are some yeah. great mysteries that we may never, find, may never, out. never find out. Yeah. We, just, we never find out and accepting that and bring that into the equation of, you know, predict unpredictability. Um, it, it's just, it's part of the, not just the human experience, but it's part of our universe. The mystery of the universe. Yeah. 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 We have so many things we just can't explain. And accepting that. And when we, if we can accept that, I think we can accept a lot of things about life and the fact that we, you know, where you were talking about way showers before, there do need to be people who, who can hold a vision for others to go, you know what, this is going to be okay. Trust me, if you go step by step, try this. Do, you do it your own way, but I've done it and it, and it works like this, this, and this. Yeah. Giving them sort of a few, you're like a few, and not kind of guidepost or guidelines. Yeah. 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 And you 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 often hear in the coaching industry that it's like your ideal clients are where you were two years ago or where you were six months ago. Mm. Because it's not like you know you're you're better, but it's like you've gone through those you've gone, yeah. Yeah. They are their initiations. And they're gonna do that, their, their initiation is gonna be different to yours, but you can ex, you can give them the, the the feeling of safety. Again, it goes back to safety, that if they take that step onto the next stone, there is a stone there. They're not, you know, and sometimes it does take a dive over the edge. But if you can trust that your path is the path that is meant for you and that you just mm. trust the path and follow the path and take into account that there will be some beautiful unknowns that mm. are just waiting for you to explore and and receive gifts in and find just, I mean, it's like, you know, the, the butterfly that suddenly appears out of the forest. You have to venture into the forest to see the butterfly. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I could keep talking to you for so long, but yeah, it's so, it's so beautiful that what you're saying is just, you know, taking, you know, it, it is just about now just taking those steps into the unknown because we are moving into this uncharted territory. We're in moving into the unknown and that's, it's okay, you know, and we just like, I see like the way showers as just the beacons of light that 
and are guiding us into the unknown. And, you know, it's scary. It's scary to be <laughs> that beacon of light, like moving into something you don't know. But again, you know, it takes that, um, that deeper trust within yourself, you know, as we spoke about many times and just keep coming back, coming back home to yourself, coming back to the body, you know, and then ultimately it is about finding that safety within because it's that fear of the outer world or the fear that we feel is, you know, that we've kind of been conditioned in or patterned from, you know, a lot of times from utero to birth or whatever, you know, or past lives you know, we've had this fear, but then it's like when we find that safety within, it's easier to navigate that unknown because we always know that we have, we can find safety here. And even like you said, even if we are on the path and we we come up against something, a bump or an un, um, you know unforeseen event, but we know that even if it does feel not so great or it feels a little traumatic, we know how to navigate that. And it is just that opportunity to to open and expand into a different direction. And so then everything becomes just that little bit easier to, to navigate and to, to be. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's like a birth process, isn't it? Where you have to, um, you have a birth plan, but then you don't get caught up in, in your no. expectation. Um, no. it's, it's, just, it's a, there's a certain dance between having clarity about how it could look but then letting go completely letting go then yeah process totally and totally. I think that's I mean this is why you know your whole birthing in new, new earth is such a great um, name um, and metaphor for what for what what we're doing um where we're birthing ourselves we're birthing in the future we're birthing in the new we're 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 in this process that is so visceral you know it's it's such a great metaphor because birth is exactly that yeah exactly that and it can it can be messy it can be it can be painful it can be ecstatic it can be many things it can be all those things at the same time as well and it requires a space holding it requires uh it requires presence and it requires trust and surrender mm. yes I think we might end. I think that's like a perfect, perfect place place to end. That's exactly, exactly what is needed. Oh, this has been so beautiful. Thank you, Claudia, for coming here. And I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit more about what you're sharing in the world and how people can get in touch with you and about your retreats. And um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about you. I mean, most most of the information about the retreats is on the the Holy Mama website, holymama.info. And then I have a Claudia Spa website as well, which I'm just in the process of redoing, which is more about my my writing, my um, books and my speaking. So I'm I'm very passionate about women's health and wellness. And um, I have a lot of subjects that I care a lot about feminine leadership. So, you know, anyone who is interested in in either coming on a retreat or just reaching out to me then um yeah please do and I'm on Instagram as well sometimes <laughs> so yeah I, I I'm just happy to be part of what you're putting together Samantha everything you do is uh, so um I think we we really have uh one day we're going to be able to give each other a hug I know I can't wait hug. for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And yes, so Claudia has written like two, you know, written amazing book, been a part of different collaborations. So I'll put all those links where you can just find more information about Claudia below. Um, get in touch with her, follow her on Instagram, and yeah. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you for Thank being you. here and co-creating with me. And excited to see where we can where we can go. Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much. Thank you for everyone. Thank you everyone for joining and see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Birthing a New Earth, our gatherings, events, our amazing collective of speakers, please join us over at Instagram at Birthing in New Earth. If you liked what you listened to today, please subscribe, leave us some stars, any comments, we'd love to hear from you. Any topics that you want us to talk about, please send it through. Thank you for being here and have a beautiful day.